Locked on. Locked on. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked on Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We are here. We have arrived. It's been a... <laughs> we have football to talk about. Like, there was a legit game on my TV last night. I mean, it's it's crazy to think we're here. It's crazy to think we got here. Uh, but we are here. Football is here. And, and last night we watched real football. And maybe, man, I mean, maybe some terrifying football. The Chiefs look absolutely dominant and have added a dimension to their game. Uh, that looks a little bit scary. So, uh, but that's mm. not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk no, about our not. team and how scary we're going to look on Sunday, right? A- a- absolutely, we're going to talk about the Cowboys in just a second. Uh, I do want to admit, though, Landon, I, I feel like I feel like oh, I cheated no. on our fans a little bit last night. The <laughs> the football game was on, and I was watching basketball until the basketball game. I had to watch the Lakers. So, oh, just no. it's, well, how did really... that turn out for you, by the way? <laughs> Great, the Lakers won. Was, Did they win? Oh, okay. I, I, that just shows you exactly how in touch yeah, I am I mean, with the I mean, Lakers. It's surprising that the, the guy from Los Angeles doesn't know whether the Lakers won or lost. Is so, that I mean, is that surprising though? <laughs> you know, knowing people from Los Angeles, I don't know. It's about. I, well, I it's feel about like 50. you should know. You you should just look outside your door and know <laughs> the Lakers won or lost. I mean, that's well, just the way it is. if I look outside the door, there's fire. I don't know what, whether it's because they're celebrating that's a championship or if there's just a fire <laughs> a fire going on. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I that's true. That's a fair point. Uh, I just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off any order. Okay, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys Week 1 matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, it feels like we're here. We have practice uh, reports. We've got injury reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys are getting ready for that game. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Cowboys' offense against that Rams' defense. Uh, the Cowboys were very explosive and productive against the Rams' off or Rams defense last year. Um, they do have some big-name players in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, who are each arguably the best players at their position. Um but there's a lot of holes in this defense. Uh, how do you expect the Cowboys offense to perform in this game? Well, I, I mean, I know that, like Cowboys fans may not want to hear this, but honestly, the best way to attack this defense may be to run right at them. And 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 I think that likely what will happen is we'll see a whole bunch of 11 personnel spreading them out, isolating the defensive linemen and the linebackers in the middle of the field. Uh, mm-hmm. And attacking the middle of that defense, uh, I think you know. It, it, despite all the uh, analytics talk this week about uh, Aaron Donald being a bad run player, uh, I, I think he is extremely disruptive, and you do have to be extremely careful with you know running, uh, uh, running the football with him there. But I think that you can, you know, he is double teamable. He's not, you know, he's not a guy that is. Uh, is going to fight through double teams consistently like that. He's just going to try to split them. And if you can prevent that, I think you're going to be able to find a lot of success, especially on the second level against 
a Troy Reader and a Micah Kaiser, which I'm not sure what those are. So uh, <laughs> they're not good players. I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can tell you that too. Uh, so I, I think that you know, look, that there is hay to be made in the secondary as well, because I, I think that that you know, and and frankly, this is a great example of the. Uh, you know, situation where it, it doesn't really, you know, having a dominant cornerback is not enough to have a good secondary, mm-hmm. right? Because there is a lot of weakness in the secondary that can be exposed. And having Jalen Ramsey to just remove either, you know, or try to remove either Cooper or Gallup or Lamb uh, can only go so far. So I, I think that, you know, that they will f- try to find ways to attack the middle of that defense, especially at the second level. Uh, and whomever uh, Jalen Ramsey isn't covering is probably going to get a, a heavy share of targets thrown their way just because, frankly, they just don't have the depth to spread mm. across all three of our wide receivers to consistently cover us. Yeah, yeah, the Rams just don't match up very well against the Cowboys because you're right. They can put Ramsey on Amari Cooper and they can take him out, and that's fine, and the Cowboys will probably let that happen. I'm sure they're going to target Amari. Um, but their other cornerback, Troy Hill, is a pretty good player. The bad thing is he just doesn't have a lot of size. He's like 5'10", 189, 190. Uh, so he's just not a very big corner. So the Cowboys can put Michael Gallup on the outside, and they have a size advantage there. And in the slot, it's a lot of unproven guys. They used Taylor Rapp there a little bit last year, and he wasn't particularly good in coverage. Uh, they got David Long, who they drafted this year. Uh, so I would think CeeDee Lamb is going to have a you know a big advantage there. But again, where I'm really looking at the, the clear advantage for the Cowboys here is that linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams have already had a couple injuries to that spot last year. or in, Excuse me, in uh, training camp this year. Um, they traded for a guy like Kenny Young from the Ravens last mm-hmm. year. They gave up a pick. Uh, he was awful. <laughs> um, Micah Kaiser is somebody who's played a little bit. He's not very good. So... Who does that benefit the most on the Cowboys offense with them having very subpar linebackers? Linebacker, uh, linebacker play, you know, is obviously going to have a heavy effect on on coverage with tight ends and running backs. So uh, I think that there is a obviously a big there's going to be a big day for Ezekiel Elliott. I I, I would think uh, just because if you're looking for a stabilizing force, you're looking for in, in an uncertain you know world, <laughs> frankly, uh, mm. but also in a certain season. Um, I, I think that there will be some comfort in, in running the football. And I don't, you know, look, I, I don't want Cowboys fans who, uh, to get disheartened because they've been, ta- been told about a, a new offense this whole offseason or a different look. I think that there's actual, you know, tactical advantages in this game specifically to running the football a lot from the 11 personnel. So I would say the people that are going to take advantage of the linebacker play the most will be the running backs and the tight ends. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think that if they're smart, they'll probably put a safety uh, on top of Jarwin just because I don't think either one of those guys is going to do anything to, to stop Jarwin up the seam. Uh, well, what's difficult about that though? I'm just going to jump no, in please. here really quickly. Uh, they have two guys that we like at, at safety in Taylor Rapp and Terrell Burgess, but those are both, smaller safeties mm-hmm. and in the case of Taylor Rapp that's a slow safety as well yep. so you would think this is a Jarwin game especially you know if they're going to be in zone which I don't anticipate a ton of zone from them but if it's in man I mean Jarwin is going to crush them this week yeah and I would you know honestly like look for some Pollard because I mean if you yeah. want to talk about yeah. somebody to take advantage of the linebackers I mean Pollard may be the perfect guy so uh, yeah look for him to to like you know what 
Look for him them to do whatever they, they're going to do with Pollard. I mean, that's the interesting thing is we're not even 100% sure. I'm sure we'll see some pony looks where they're both in the backfield. I'm sure we'll see, uh, a, uh, obviously, a series where Pollard will take the, the bulk of the carries. So, uh, but I, I would imagine they're going to try to find ways to isolate that, those second-level defenders and, and fully just expose them. Are you worried about Lyle Collins not being in this game? I mean, I, we know Brockers and Donald inside are going to be tough to deal with, but I think the Cowboys will be okay there. Um, at defensive end, they've got Leonard Floyd, who's really more of a stand-up outside linebacker. Um, uh, and then at the other side, it's Samson Ekubon, who is okay, I guess. Um, are you worried about Cam Fleming in this game at right tackle? Not really. I mean, frankly, like, you know, Samson Ekubon is, is probably the – cam fleming of will linebacker of pass rushing linebackers so sure, that's fair you know like i, I think and, and the, the thing is is that you like i said you can get some help there you can provide some help there uh, as needed um you know i i do worry that uh it is speed you know so i worry about uh uh, uh you know how well irving is going to be able to handle that if if they ask him for five-man protections but i think you know they'll they'll mix it up enough that they'll be able to find uh, ways to 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 take advantage of of that speed on the outside, whether it's you know screens, make him you know think twice about it. Play action will help a lot. I, I, you know, I just think that you know they it's not a position that they can't work around. I think they can work around it. And again, the uh, you know we we talked about this in the larger context of of, of Collins going on IR, but but you know the, the kind of pass rushers they're going to face starting with this week are just not you know, top of the line. So uh, mm-hmm. I think that if they're, if you're going to survive with a swing tackle, uh, this is definitely one of the weeks, you know, to one of the teams to, get, to do it against. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the Cowboys' offensive line looks with, you know, uh, two new starters with without Lyle and without Travis Frederick. Are they able to run the ball as well as they did in Week 15 last year when they ran for 300-plus yards? Uh, we shall see. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Listen, I just told you guys that I watched the first half of the Lakers before watching the the Chiefs-Texans. I threw it on this morning. I was able to see all the plays. You know, It was even quicker than 45 minutes. So uh, you guys, make sure you check that out. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week it's all the action all the football you can handle all in one place and nfl game pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long you'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 nfl game pass film session episodes go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques learn from the best like deshaun watson stefan gilmore amari cooper and many many more nfl game pass also provides access to the entire nfl films archives Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Okay, Landon, let's go ahead and flip sides of the ball. Uh, we can talk about the Rams' weapons. I think everybody likes Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and Tyler Higby was somebody who played well against the Cowboys last year. Um, but I want to talk about that offensive line because Andrew Whitworth, still one of the better left tackles in the league, uh, Rob Havenstein, you know, this is somebody who was in a Pro Bowl a few years ago, but it seems like the play has dropped off. Uh, but it's the interior of their offensive line that I think can really be exposed. Um, how do you think the Cowboys' defensive line matches up with this Rams' offensive line? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, we've, we've been worrying all offseason about defensive tackle and about the interior of our defensive line. Um, and, you know, I think this kind of shows you the <laughs> the kind of offensive lines that are being put out there, you know. And, and I think mm-hmm. uh, it's offensive line is a, a very difficult uh, position to develop and, and get a, a five quality starters on. So, um I think that this is this is a great example of of you know why defensive tackle is a position that if you can find a couple of talented guys, uh, you can create disruption if you can find a scheme. And and I I think that when you look at this interior offensive line, um, you know, and even and even Whitworth and, and Havenstein, you know, I mean Whitworth is and has been playing at elite level for a long time or very 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 high level for for a long time. But I think even last year he took a little step back. It's, he's starting to show his Maybe age. a slight step back. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and Havenstein, you know, coming off an injury, he wasn't exactly playing great beforehand. You know, And I think the large part, you know, the, the thing to remember here is he, these guys weren't exactly super talented to start with. And then, you know, because two, two or three of them have, are coming back from injury. They're kind of yeah. reshuffling this whole situation. And this is supposed to be a wide zone offense that is, you know, really, the, the, I mean, despite what anybody wants to say, this offense is based on, on the run game. Um, oh, yeah, and the play action. And the play yep, action. Game and, play action. And, and if they can't, if they don't have the continuity at this point, you know, that, that's needed in order to run this, both the pass and the run game are, are, could be in real serious trouble for them because you know even though the Cowboys don't exactly have a murderer's row of defensive tackles in there, uh, I you know I think that Don Terry Poe can definitely control the middle of the of, of an offensive line at, at times, you know and Tristan sure. Hill can penetrate and, and and can take take you know and so can Crawford and take advantage of of you know miscommunications or bad you know mismatched uh, uh, blocking levels and, and that sort of thing so. I tend to think that that is really one of the situations that the, you know, much, frankly, much like their defense, uh, you know, the Cowboys want to attack the middle of this offense. You know, mm-hmm. and it's the most direct path to the quarterback. It's the weakest part of the of the offense, to be frank. Uh, and I think that there is, you know, despite, like I said, despite not having incredible talent at defensive tackle, there are many ways to scheme up attacks to the middle of an offensive line. Uh, that could could not only disrupt the the run game but disrupt the pass game for a guy like Jared Goff who desperately does not want to have to operate off script if he doesn't have to. Yeah, I, we don't put a, I mean a ton of stock into how like Pro Football Focus grades offensive linemen, but at least it gives you an idea of how well or how poorly they're playing. Last year, Joe Noteboom, their left guard, graded out as the worst guard in football. Austin Blythe, their center, graded out as the worst center in football. And then Austin Corbett, who they got from Cleveland Cleveland for a, you know, I think it was a conditional sixth or seventh round pick, uh, one of the worst guards in football. Rob Havenstein uh, in the top 10 of the worst tackles in football. Yeah. So just a, a really, really bad offensive line. Um, I, I, you have to imagine that Sean McVay is going to try to do everything in this game to um, take some pressure off of him. We've seen in the past sometimes the Cowboys struggle with play action and bootlegs and that kind of stuff and high-low reads. Do you expect that to be a problem this year for the Cowboys? I mean, it, it certainly shouldn't be because they've, they've, they've examined it enough, and if they want to look at, you know, the, some of the best offenses in the league and and, tr- and be able to be uh, part of 
of uh, one of the best teams in the league and compete with these top-end teams, then they need to find a way to deal with play action. I mean, it, it kind of... It's one of those things where it, it it's it works a lot no matter what you do to it, but they need to find a way to play it better. I mean, you know, that's the thing is it's 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 mm. you can't. I don't know that you can completely stop it, but I think that the Cowboys have been mercifully be terrible at it. Uh, and so I think if the Cowboys could just find some improvement here, even if it's just a matter of of limiting the 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 the. the the passes to you know short short gains or uh, getting in Goff's face, so it just making him think about it. I, I think that would be uh, uh, that would be hugely beneficial. What they can't do is just get so completely turned around and out of out of position that you mm-hmm. allow guys like Woods and Cup to get the ball on the move and create big yak and, and create big plays. And, and, and I think they have to find a way to get after the quarterback, make him feel uncomfortable. And make him feel like he's uh, uh, he's he's got he's 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 got to get rid of the ball quickly, and he can't wait on plays to develop. Do you think this is the game where the Cowboys blitz a lot, especially right up the middle? Because Goff has been historically a quarterback who has struggled with pressure right in his face. He's not the most athletic guy in the world. Um, so, do you envision the Cowboys testing the interior of that offensive line with a lot of blitzes? They've implied that they're going to do that, or at least it sounded like. Demarcus Lawrence had talked about potentially even standing above center, and maybe maybe they're not going to do that. And maybe Demarcus Lawrence just said that, uh, you know, in order to in order to get like Note Bloom and those guys mm-hmm. get terrified. <laughs> I mean, but I, yeah. I, I think you know, uh, Austin Blythe, Austin Corbett, Joseph Note Bloom, those three guys in the middle are the ones that you're trying to attack. So. I wouldn't at all be surprised if they did that. They put Demarcus Lawrence over them. Uh, I mean, frankly, a blitzing Jalen Smith, Alden Smith. I mean, they have a lot of guys in a lot of different ways that they can attack the middle of that defense at this point. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. it's going to give the Rams fits. Yeah, last year, according to Pro Football Reference, uh, Jared Goff was among one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Uh, when pressured, his passer rating dropped all the way down to 60. Uh, just somebody who has historically not dealt with pressure very well. And, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years with Goff, you know, he was really good in 2017 uh, in that first year with Sean McVay, and the numbers have kind of declined since then. I think teams are getting a better idea of how to kind of get him off his spot, how to rattle him. Um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one last thing, I want to talk about the run game. You mentioned they're a, a wide zone uh, running team. Uh, no Todd Gurley. Uh, they drafted Cam Akers in the second round from Florida State. Uh, we're still unsure who is going to be the starter there. They've talked about maybe Malcolm Brown. Uh, Daryl Henderson is somebody they drafted in the third round last year. Um, how nervous are you about a wide zone rushing attacker? Do you think the Cowboys should be fairly prepared considering they see it in practice all the time? I, I, the one thing I would add is Henderson still on the injury report. Yeah, but it sounds like he's going to kind of you know play sparingly in this game. I you know I, I think that it's really important that the Cowboys find a way to kind of stomp the running game out early. Um, mm. I, I tend to think that it, I mean that's maybe where I have the most interest in the schematic part of. I mean I think that they're going to do all kinds of things versus the pass, and, and that's you know to be anticipated. I think what's going to be interesting is exactly to see how they try to handle this this uh, this run game. Whether they, you know, put a lot of people on the line of scrimmage uh, to try to kind of just counteract it. I mean, you know, traditionally you've seen 
teams go against wide zone offenses and have success by uh, you know using bare fronts, uh, using five man defensive lines, and just mm-hmm. making each uh, offensive lineman account for a player. Uh, and, and 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 you know when when you have no uncovered offensive lineman in a wide zone system, it makes it more difficult to get to the second level. Uh, and in that you know obviously all it takes is one bad block to destroy the play. Uh, so you know, I think that's why I think it was funny when they released the kind of unofficial uh, 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 depth chart. You know, a couple of days ago, they listed five guys who basically would be lining up on the line of scrimmage. Right? They listed Crawford, Hill, Poe, Lawrence, and Alden Smith as Sam linebacker. But you know, we all know that Alden Smith's not playing off-ball linebacker. So uh, I, I think mm. that it, it's you know, this is actually one of the areas where we could see a lot of value in a guy like Alden Smith, I think. I, 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 I think yep. he's got heavy hands. He's got power. The pass rush part, you know, the, 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 the chess game of pass rush may take a little while for Alden to kind of get back into the swing of things. But Alden is a big, powerful, quick man. And I think that that, you know, his head with heavy hands and heavy punch, I, I think that that is immediately valuable in the run game. Uh, and, and and establishing the edge and, and, and not giving up uh, you know area for them to run to the outside, forcing things back inside, uh, and I and there I I trust a healthy Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith to kind of clean things up. Yeah, I think you'll know early in this game how the Cowboys are going to be on defense. If they're, you know, forcing Goff to get rid of the ball quickly with just four men on their defensive line, I think they'll be okay. If they're if they're able to shut down that wide zone uh, rushing attack, they're going to be fine. So um, you'll know pretty quickly, I think, in this game how the Cowboys are going to be on defense. Um, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll make our first predictions of the year. Okay, Landon, my favorite part every week of the show, we make our predictions that absolutely nobody will hold us to uh, by Monday, and we certainly will not brag on Monday's show if you're correct. But, um, all right, let's 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 hear it. We've had seven months to prepare for this moment. Uh, who are you taking? Oh, scrambling. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm picking the Cowboys. I, I, I think that, you know, this the, the Rams are a good team. They're playing at home, whatever – the hell that means nowadays mm-hmm. but uh i i i think the areas in which uh, this is a bad matchup for the rams you know i, I think it that is, the areas yeah. in which the rams are soft the cowboys have the means to expose in a way that the rams don't have that i think the rams you know are looking at i think a lot of people when comparing these teams are looking at um the p- personnel without uh talking about the changes in the scheme and and I and I mean that specifically when talking about the Cowboys' defensive secondary. I think yeah, that there's a lot yeah. of talk about how the the matchups between you know uh, the wide receiver core and the Cowboys' defensive backs is a is a mismatch because of you know stats and information that they got from last year. But I think you know you have to keep in mind that the, the whole point of why they got rid of the defensive back coach is because he refused to disguise anything. So yeah, and that yeah. directly affects how uh effective you can be as a as a defender especially a a, a receive as someone who's covering you know because if, if they know what the coverage is you're still stuck in it you can't change you know after the snap yeah, yeah. Uh, because you're part of a system and all you can do is execute the <laughs> the plan that everybody including the offense already knows about so i, I think that there's going to be a recalibration or i hope that's my hope, right? That there's a recalibration on how good 
guys like Anthony Brown, uh, Chidobe Awuzie, uh, you know, Jordan Lewis eventually, and maybe even Xavier Woods are because of uh, they'll be seen through the prism of this new scheme. I, because outside of that, I don't really see a, a spot where the Rams have some sort of advantage, you know, or or at least a huge advantage. So. Uh, I think the Cowboys, like I said, hold 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 the advantage in all the key spots. Uh, if they can go out there and execute, I just feel like they're the better team right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm picking the Cowboys to win by a touchdown. I'd say. Yeah, so I think I, I do think the Rams have a little bit of advantage at wide receiver over the Cowboys defensive backs, just because you know there's a lot of turnover there. No Byron those, Jones. Those guys Luzi. are good. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't trying. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, them. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think. They might have a little bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Here's I'm picking the Cowboys to win as well, but I think it's going to be a close game, probably down to the last possession or two. Um, I, I'm just warning people now. I've got a strong feeling that this Cowboys offense is probably going to look really rusty in the first two, three, four drives of the game. So, you know, we've been talking about how good this offense can be all season long. Just don't be surprised that they enter halftime and it's they've got seven points or ten points or something like that. It's going to take them a while uh, to get up to speed, you know, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's a little bit like what we saw last night with the the Chiefs, where they try to run the ball a lot just to get themselves into a re- yeah. rhythm. I don't think they're going to be that run heavy all season long, uh-uh. uh, but just a lot of runs just to get the the blood flowing and you know the, that kind of stuff. And so, the matchup just kind of dictates it a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I think so as well. So again, expect the lower scoring first quarter with the first half, and then the scoring to pick up in the second half. I do think the Cowboys are a better team. They should win this game. Um, but week ones are crazy. Yeah. They're, they're the most unpredictable week of the season. We see crazy mismatches all season long or crazy um, surprises and upsets. So uh, just just don't overreact either way. If the Cowboys win and they score 40 <laughs> points, we're not going to call them the Super Bowl champion. If they lose by 10 and their defense looks bad, uh don't don't uh, overreact to that either. Real, and I, this is coming from yeah. I was just gonna say, can, can, can we just take a second to, to all, the many years that we've been doing this podcast? How far I've moved Marcus now? He's telling y'all not to overreact. Well, I'm I, just saying. I've, I'm just gonna listen, pat myself in the back real quick. Thank you. The Cowboys scored 40 points last year against the Giants in Week One, and then 40 more in Week Two, and you know we had to calm people down a little bit. So just it's fine. Enjoy Week One. Don't get upset if they win or lose. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy Week One. We will be back here on Monday to break down the Cowboys Week One game against the Rams.